What's good, Denver? What's up, everybody? How are you? I hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture, discovery, and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom, Toto, or not Toto, that's the question, (laughs) and the Jim Harbaugh of podcasting, Troy Higgins. Olivia is on the road, will join us again in February, and today we have a very special guest, Riley Coy. What's up, Riley? Hi, everybody. Nice to <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. Today's feature is golf and pool, and Riley has to be, happens to be the uh, foremost expert on those two subjects here in Denver. So we're looking for like the insider track. Perfect. This morning. Uh, to follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are streaming right now on YouTube. You can check out those streams right about 10, 12 on Tuesday mornings. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. You can go to samanafloat.com. They are conveniently located on Larimer Street in the heart of Rhino. So 26th and Larimer, Samana Float Center is a place where you can go experience a float tank, place where you can get non-sleep deep rest, a place where you can rest your weary bones in zero gravity. It's a warm, dark floating tank. Why wouldn't you want to do that? It feels so good. It's relaxing. It makes you younger. It makes you older if that's what you prefer. You lose weight. You gain hair where you want it. You lose hair where you don't want it. It does absolutely everything. It's a miracle bath. And I don't think any of that is scientifically validated, but uh, tell you what, it sure does feel good. So check out samanafloat.com and uh, sign up for a float. Thanks, Samana. Today's our music is by Troy Higgins, as always. So uh, let's jump right into events. And why don't we start with our, our special guest, Riley? What, what do you have on tap for the week in Denver, Riley? Yeah, well, obviously the new year has just started. And I think myself, just like everyone, has a whole bunch of goals that they're looking to, you know, at least start. Maybe not continue for the whole year, but at least start strong. So for me, I am, you know, trying to eat better. I'm trying to walk every day and I'm trying to hit the gym. So the three kind of events that I looked at all revolve around my New Year's goals. So Love that. Yeah. The first is a ceviche making class that it happens at the restaurant Toro every Friday for the rest of the month from 4 to 4.30. And it's in Cherry Creek. Uh, I've been in the middle of tearing out and redoing my kitchen, and so I finally have a working stove and oven. So I'm looking forward to learning how to cook again because I've been eating a lot of fast food. Ironically, you don't need a stove or an oven to cook ceviche. Yeah, that's true. I did just get a, a blender though, so maybe I I don't know blended ceviche. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. No, you do need a class. I, I made ceviche once. I went fishing off the coast of uh, San Diego. You know how they got those charters, Troy? And mm-hmm. to get the, get the like sea bass and some sculpins. Yep. And so I got mm-hmm. those, brought it back, filleted them up, and then did ceviche. And then it was probably a week later that I listened to this, like, who's the guy that studies like parasites and stuff? What's the name of them? I don't know. But he was talking about like the unbelievable rampant parasites that are in... <laughs> 
sea bass in particular. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, uh, it freaked me out. So I went for a couple of weeks of like waiting to see if some kind of like worm emerged from my nostril or something. Because you do, you, what you got to do is you got to like at least deep freeze the fish. You don't want to pull a fish out of the ocean and eat it raw. So if you're considering ceviche, I'd recommend the class too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I made some very, very good ceviche when I was in Hawaii. Yeah. But I used shrimp, <clears throat> cooked shrimp from yeah. Whole Foods. Okay. Yeah. So we weren't, nice. uh, we weren't pulling out raw fish from the ocean. Um, <laughs> Which you can, but uh, I used cook shrimp and it came out amazing. Nice. So, that's the way to go. That's dude, that's yeah. how you're that's how you're safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what podcast that was, but I'm telling you, it freaked me out. I had no idea how gross fish were raw. Mm. Yeah, I've been seeing lots of videos online of people like putting raw salmon under the microscope and you just like zoom in to see all of these little things in there <laughs> squirming around. There should be some mystery in life. Night. Like I don't need to know yeah. all that, you know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a spot by our house um, that we, we haven't been to since we heard this information, but they do like a dollar oyster happy hour. It's a good spot. And uh, my barber actually told me that he was in there because his shop is across the street and he had the dollar oyster thing. You get like, you know, 12 or whatever. And they pulled like a 10 inch worm out of the oyster. Oh, God. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Oh, my yeah, so God. I, I, haven't, I haven't eaten there since, but apparently it's a super common thing with oysters. Um, <sighs> tapeworms, oyster tapeworms. Yeah. So just, yeah, we're starting off this show on a, on a, High note here, but yeah. How about a cleanse? Careful with that uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do a parasite cleanse next uh, week. Go back yeah. to the float oh. tanks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We're not hyping up the ceviche making class very well. <laughs> Step one, actually cook the fish first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so gnarly. <laughs> All right, Riley, what else you got? For sure. Um, so I've been walking. I just got a puppy maybe six months ago. Um, he's he's a hooligan. And so I'm trying to take him out on a walk every single day, which you should just do in general. Um, but I've been trying to find the best weighted vest to wear while I'm out walking so I can get a double kind of exercise. And right now I've just been using a backpack with two 10-pound um, kettlebells in it, and it is not the play. I nice. keep getting hit so hard <laughs> with those kettlebells. So I'm looking for the best kind of affordable, um, adjustable weight uh, vest to wear in addition. And so um, I've been scouring the internet, and so far the best one that I found is a $38 one on Amazon um, that I'm really excited to to test out. Nice. I like the weighted vest. Uh, and what you're doing, they, what do they call that? Rucking? I Rucking. think so. Yeah. yeah. That's like a military thing where like you don't the, – the weighted vests are amazing because it equally distributes the, the weight around your torso. Mm-hmm. But when you're rucking, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's awkward, which actually provides like an additional uh, like resistance. Yep. Yep. I'm starting in January for Hot Girl Summer 2024, and I'm doing hardcore weightlifting and rucking. That's my rucking strategy currently. Nice. So just put like a bag of sand in your backpack. You know, my other idea was a, a I have a weighted blanket, and I felt like that would be less aggressive <laughs> when it's like bouncing on your back. Um, mm. So that's what I. A backpack sounds on. rough. 
I yeah. don't know if I would be wanting to do that. <laughs> I already think I've ruined my back in like elementary, middle, and high school with all my textbooks in my backpack because I wouldn't like, I wouldn't go to my locker. I would just load up my backpack with everything and just take yeah. it all around all the time. <laughs> I stopped doing that in high school. It gave you scoliosis or something? Yeah, yeah. Backpacks were out in high school. Were you basically. like the cool kid who only wore like one strap though, Tom? Or did you equally nah, nah, distribute? Just a binder? Maybe in like elementary school. Was single strap the, <laughs> the cool play? I for For me it was. I always had a single strap. I just, I think I couldn't be bothered to put both of them on. And then I just like decided that that was the cool way to wear a backpack. You know, I was like in, in high too school much for of a me, hurry. it was, for, for me, it was just the binder, like just walking around with a binder. Did you guys have people that did yeah, that? Yeah. In high school, that's what I was saying. The backpacks were out. You just hold your stuff. Like the less learning materials you had and like the less ambition you had to learn anything, like the cooler you were. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a, a theme, Troy. How it, yeah. how much is the least work that I can do to get by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. opposite. I was in, I, when I was in a senior. It was nineteen ninety five, and this was kind of the first time you started to see like technical day packs. So you could get a backpack that not a JanSport. It could be like you know some kind of other brand from Army Navy surplus, and it would have like the chest strap. You know, so like if you had the extra books, you didn't need to go. You just put through the chest strap on there and now you're ready to go. And so definitely the way to wear your, your backpack cool was both straps on. And some kids would even like loosen it all the way down. So like your backpack is actually like right behind your ass. <laughs> so you're like you're sagging your backpack. Ooh. I used to that see that. Juice. <laughs> yeah, I used, I used to, to see that, that too until... I realized how bad it was. You need the support of like some tight straps. Got to pull it up. Get a proper fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and then I guess the last thing that I'm looking forward to is the exact opposite of a weighted vest. And it's a bounce sculpt class in Cherry Creek. And it's like 55 minutes of you jumping on a miniature trampoline for cardio and so I, I was trying to figure out what exercise I could do that would like counterweight um, the backpack. And so I decided that jumping for 45 minutes straight would be be the MO. Um, and that happens at Cristalos Movement in Cherry Creek this Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Anyone's interested? Classes are $35 a pop. That's amazing. Five bills. That's also old school, man. That's an 80s thing. The jogging <laughs> tramp. <laughs> Yeah, I've just never been a runner, uh, so I've oh, it's always been this battle to like find other cardio that like doesn't make me want to die. Um, so I think trampolines are are the next big thing to make a comeback. Tiny trampolines. Do you want to go on a big trampoline? Do you have access to a big trampoline, Tom? I just found uh, this new place through a friend of mine that has real like Olympic fly beds and they have a tramp wall. So I'm about to be going there pretty Sick. soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to, I won't mention it yet, but I'll go and then I'll provide the review on a future episode. <laughs> yeah. They got the, they got the real deal there. Yeah. I'll go. If you teach me how to do a backflip, Tom, I've never learned. I've taught many people how to do a backflip. Lots and lots of people. 
I think I just need that extra push. Like I kind of wuss out right at the end. I'll physically push you <laughs> yeah. in Truly. the air. I'll yeah, that's what I, I just need somebody to like fold me over. Yeah, that's a, a lot of times that's what it takes the first mm-hmm. time. The getting over the mental block of going backwards and not being able to, able to see. Mm-hmm. Once you're over it, backflips are so easy. All right. Well, I'll hold you to it then. Way easier than front flips if you've ever done a front flip. Oh, see, I, I do those. We had a trampoline growing up. We had one of those big ones, and I loved it. Did flips off diving boards, loved that kind of stuff. I just never could get over the fear of not of like landing on my neck. Yeah, no, definitely. That's pretty rational. I, you know, uh, right? I mean, you can do that. <laughs> Look at this. This looks kind of dope. I know, doesn't it? They're like running in place on a like child's trampoline. And honestly, this guy right here is a large man. Yeah. Some might even say extra large. <laughs> so, I mean, this is for everybody. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave a review. I'll give my notes to Olivia when she's back in town. It looks pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Tom, what do you got going this week? Let me switch over. So the right thing? Bounce Sculpt. I like that name too, Cristalos. Yeah. I feels got, fancy. It does. It is in Cherry Creek. So that tracks. <laughs> Got a couple dining things. I got a, a fitness thing as well. Um, so the first thing I have is dumpling mastery with kung fu dumplings. Ooh. Ooh. So um, let me just read you a little bit about on this about this event. Embark on a savory adventure with our dumpling mastery class presented by Kung Fu Dumplings. Join us for an unforgettable culinary experience as we guide you through the art of crafting delectable dumplings. So, um, it's the Lunar New Year, so dumplings are considered a culinary delight for the Lunar New Year, and um, they symbolize good fortune and prosperity. Did you know that about dumplings? I did not. Um, Yes. Oh, and also serve as a delicious embodiment of familial bonds and cultural richness. Nice. So, you're going to learn the secrets behind perfect dough, master the art of filling, and discover unique folding techniques that will elevate your dumpling game to legendary status. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's a cooking class, um, but it's, it's just for dumplings. <laughs> um, and it sounds really cool. This is at the Far East Center on South Federal, and it's going to be on Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you don't want to cook your own food, Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. This is at uh, the Fort in Morrison, which I'm pretty certain is on that little downtown Morrison strip. It's just outside. It's like between that and Red Rocks, and it's amazing. It was it's modeled after Ben's Fort. Looking, yeah. but I've definitely passed by it. It's, yeah. it's wild looking. Um, but they are having a dining in the dark event. Sick. So. Ooh. All, it's all dark, and uh, it will. The goal is to accentuate your taste buds uh, for the delicious food that they're going to be having. It's like a omakase, like chef's pick type of thing. So you get a four course meal. Um, you're getting you. You can order your own drinks, but um, you get an appetizer, salad, dinner course, and dessert, um, all curated for you. And yeah, it's about how. Um, Sight dominates the senses and 
if you take that away, your uh, your taste and smell and hearing and whatever, everything else will be wildly accentuated for this delicious food. Sounds like somebody from the fort went to a float tank. Yeah. It <laughs> was yeah. like, dude, we could do this. They had a snack in the float tank. They're like, this banana is a major snack. Oh. How do you think the waiters are walking over, like all with like headlamps while the lights are out? I hope they just have little like candles. Yeah. Like, like wax candles with a little metal guard to protect them from the drip. One of those cool <laughs> kerosene lamps. Yeah. Ooh. You know? That. Is what it should be. Yeah, the Ford is amazing. It's so cool. I want to check that out. And I've never been inside it, but I've seen it from the outside. They're famous for like the uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. People love to talk about that. But that was the first place I ever had like roasted jalapenos with peanut butter in it. Bro, it's amazing. It's very Damn. good. That place is great. Um, there's two tiers to this. The all these prices are all inclusive, so it's seventy five bucks for tier one, which is going to be the lighter fares, you're going to get a fish or a poultry or a vegetarian dish. And then, um, you know, veggies, those types of things. But you can go for tier two and it says tier two is for any diner that is game for game meat. <laughs> Carnivores only if you have any dietary nutrition, blah, 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 blah. Tier two is going to have uh, some more breads. Um larger and more gamey meats and uh that one is 95 bucks cool so 75 or 95 so sounds pretty cool if you want to dine in the dark last thing is um yoga at the downtown aquarium i just i never go to any of these events <laughs> but uh i i love talking about the crazy yoga events that are going because i talk about like the Red Rocks yoga, the goat yoga. <laughs> yeah. I've talked about a lot of different ones. I never actually go to the yogas, so I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> this one sounds cool. And I've never been to the aquarium yet, so I I would like to go. Aquarium's so cool. We should do a field trip there. I love it. For sure. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice aquarium episode. I, I think it would be dope to be in, like, giant tank room with some yoga going on. It says that um, they're actually going to start doing this monthly, and each month is going to be in a different location at the aquarium. That's so cool. So it is forty-five bucks. It's from it's on Saturday from eight thirty to ten a.m. And your forty-five bucks also includes your thirty-dollar um, aquarium admission. So you could do your yoga class, and then you could do whatever you want at the aquarium. It's supposed to be family-friendly event, um, but yeah, they. You can bring your yoga mat, and there's going to be yoga at a different part of the aquarium every month. Is yoga like the new uh, karaoke, where the marketing director is like, how do we get these goddamn millennials in here? They're like, let's do yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yoga at the aquarium. That'll bring them all in. That'll bring them in. We don't want karaoke. We get the boomers out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the aquarium's cool. They do a ton of like extracurriculars. When I got my scuba diving license, one of my certification dives was in the aquarium. Ooh. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So it's like the way that it's set up is they have like a restaurant. And so you can go have brunch or whatever. And so I think I was like 13 at the time laying on the bottom of the tank. And when you go and get scuba dive certified, like you have to like put water in your mask, clear your mask, take your... Um, 
like breather out and then bring it back in. So you're laying on the middle of the floor with all of these people eating brunch around you, doing your like um, certification stuff. It was the wackiest place I could have gotten it done. It was awesome. There's animals in the tank. Yeah, there's fish. There's sharks in there. Yeah. 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 Big ones. In the scuba training tank. Like bull tanks. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're big. So they're just kind of chilling. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like going to like a, like the pound. They kind of just like look at you and then keep doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. They got a bunch of cool stuff. You can go during feeding time. They have these like uh, Amazonian fish that like spit water so you can like hold a cricket and it'll like spit water and like blast the cricket out of your hand and so you drop it and they eat it dang that's cool and that octopus they've that's got wild. too oh yeah dude they have a big octopus they've got a really big one yeah it's cool and they have mermaids i heard yeah you gotta make it to the aquarium tom i gotta go yeah this I'm should be the only it. yoga class you do so that you can hit up the aquarium yeah. afterwards yeah that's actually not a bad idea <laughs> i might do it i've been thinking about it Let's do it. Field trip. All right. I got some events. The, the event that uh, started on, uh, what was it, Thursday and is running for the next two weeks is the National Western Stock Show. I don't know if you guys were able to make it this week. Did you? No. This kind of ties into mm-hmm. like the, the, the dining in the dark at the fort, which makes sense because probably back then you just would dine in the dark, you know, George Vett's fort. Yeah. Besides a candle or two. Yeah. You get a couple of candles. You get some ruffians. I just watched, I watched 1883 to get prepared. You guys seen that series? No. Dude, no. you guys haven't seen it? No. It's freaking extraordinary. It's great. I, I'd never seen Yellowstone or anything, but I was like, oh man, Old West, I got to watch it. It's about these pioneers that are going from Texas trying to make it to Oregon and just all kinds of terrible things happen to them. It's great. It's exceedingly violent. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting my country Western thing rolling with 1883. And so um, I did go to the, the, the stock show uh, this weekend, which I'll get into a little bit later. But I do want to feature um, something that's happening today, which are the grounds are free today. Um, so if you want to go walk the grounds at the National Western Stock Show, I think I paid 22 bucks a person, which is cool. You can go, they have all the different wares, you can get anything leather or fur that you ever wanted. You can get cowboy hat. Now, I had I had a mission when I went to get a, a new cowboy hat, but then I backed out at the last minute because it would be like a spectacle. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of people watching you, like trying to figure out what kind of bend do I put in a cowboy hat for me? You know, I don't really, I, I, I couldn't stand the pressure, so I didn't get one, but you can definitely get one there. And then underneath the vendors, you have all the stock. And depending on like what's uh, kind of coming through at the time, you can see all these cool animals. So there was uh, sheep there, and then there was also these big cows, heifers, bulls, and steers were all there. What I love about the, the stock show is this is the time where they get a bath, they get brushy brush. And they get all fluffed out with a, a vacuum. So you get all these, like, all the cows look so pretty, you know? They're all blown out and chilling. They seem like great animals. I don't really know anything about cattle, obviously. But I did talk to this nice lady when I was there. And I was like, if I was in the market to buy this cow, how much would that cow cost? She's like, probably about 1500 bucks. I was like, whoa, really? I was like, so if I bought it, I could take this cow right now and put it in my truck and just go? She's like, Yeah. Are you interested? I was like, no, 
No, but it seems cool because it was a baby. So this was probably 200 pounds. It was like two months old. And then I saw its mother and it's very large. And how much is the, the large, fully grown mother? I think, I think it was a little bit more expensive. Yeah, because so, like, it's ready to eat. Yeah, it's ready to go. Ready to get. And it's like a breeder. So they all bring their like best animals, mm-hmm. you know. So like the bull, I think it goes, the, the bulls and the cows are most expensive. The, the cows being a little bit more, I think, is what she was explaining to me, how they price them. Because, you know, cows can obviously have more cows, create more cows, and bulls can create you know, more cows. If you have more cows, if you have the cows, see, yeah, <laughs> it's just cows. a birds and a beast conversation yeah. suddenly. <laughs> now, Ryan, could you, could you elaborate a little bit more on yeah. how you how make more this, cows? Yeah. How does this work? This poor exactly. woman trapped with me in the, in the grounds of the National Western Stock Show. I'm like, whoa, so how does this work? But it's really cool. And, you know, obviously they're, uh, they're, they're very proud to show off their their animals, and there's always kids there that are really excited about it. I love it. National Western Stock Show, I'm going to give you a couple of fun facts. First one is, is if you put uh, Christmas uh, decorations, you put Christmas lights on the front of your house for the holidays, you don't take them down until after the stock show. This is a Denver tradition. Some folks may not know that. Another couple of fun facts about the National Western Stock Show is that about 100 years ago, there was a terrible... Uh, let me see. It was a, a historic loft, a uh, hay bale loft above the National Western Stock Show where uh, a ranch hand named Rusty was killed. So there's are rumors, apparently, that you can still hear Rusty rustling around. <laughs> it. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know. I do know the main stadium there was built in 1909, which is kind of a, a wild time to think about. It's like they're great new technology of the railroad was right there, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, the, the national Western stock show, like the campus, unfortunately seemed to be bifurcated by I 70. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. have the majesty that it probably once had largely because it's just like a major interstate highway goes right through it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to, they're going to bring that back. But anyway, today there is uh, it, a free grounds admission day. So a couple of the events just today, We've got farmyard follies. We've got sheep shearing. We got the miniature zebu show. Now that might be a cow that you can get. I think <laughs> I think a zebu is a little uh, cow from India. I think top hogs of the wild west today at two p.m. Top hogs. Cowboy mounted shooting. Oh, that seems like a dangerous spectator sport. Yeah, yeah. Is there some yeah? What's sort going of What's going on there? You know, I think what they do, I, I think what they do is they fire blanks at like balloons. I think that's what it is. So, so they're using pressurized air to like blow up the balloons while they're like running around on horseback. Like, wee, yeehaw, bang, uh, bang. Okay. They're doing that kind of thing. You but know? It, it's a, is it a competition? That's what it said. Right? Yeah. So maybe they are shooting. Yeah. Okay. Wait, this is a meet and greet. So this must be after the competition. Let me see if, okay, here it is. CMSA. Cowboy mounted shooting, fastest growing equestrian sport. I don't know exactly what this is, but I bet you it's awesome. I feel like that's a good reason to go check it out. I know. You know, we're down the street. I know. Why not? <laughs> well, I, actually, these events, I think you have to, co- it, it costs something. Oh. Yeah, just they're, see those actual The rodeo things. stuff is okay. pretty expensive. 
Yeah. It looks like yeah. there's a youth event also, Youth Wranglers, which is youth also Wranglers. a shooting. So there might be a shoot. It sounds like the youth will be shooting as well. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> this picture they've got under Read More, it definitely has a cowgirl shooting what looks to be some kind of fire projectile. I mean, something's coming out of the gun. It wouldn't be a bullet, I don't think. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They I, had a when I was in Vegas a little while back. It was Cowboy Christmas. Nice. And they had um, it. It was full of cowboys. It's like the largest rodeo event uh, of the year that they have in Vegas, and there was cowboys everywhere. So maybe they're on tour, like coming here from Vegas. You know, that's how they the do it. Stop is. Yeah, it's like regionals. They'll have uh, different stops in different places. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, but like, how do you even find out that you're a good cow? I guess you're just doing your daily work, and they're like, you know what, Jimbo's really good at tying up a hog on horseback. Why you got to use that accent? It's so racist. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. No, dude, they practice. Yeah, I got a buddy. His kids do this. They do like uh, the the racing. The gals do the racing, and the and the boys do the roping. And probably vice versa. I'm not sure. But yeah, man, they tour around all the time. He's traveling with these horses. And like, I think her event is like six seconds long, barrel racing. So they'll go, they run around a barrel and they're done. But it takes like three days <laughs> of work to get them there. Wow. But yeah, I mean, you, you could probably sit, look in Jimbo's eyes and you know, like this might be a bull rider right here. Mm. He's got some, what would the look in his eyes look like, Riley? <laughs> I don't know. Is that something I needed to describe? <laughs> more like a pirate. Like yeah, that yeah, was more sorry. of a pirate look. I'm like the pirate. most city slicker person you'll ever meet. So I'm not a good, you know, but I have a cattle dog. I probably should, you know, get to know this kind of stuff. <laughs> where do like, where do lumberjacks come from? The Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Those yeah. are like Scandinavian people, that, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Because also there's, they got <laughs> some crazy lumberjacking events. You got like these tree falling events and you got uh, log roll competitions like on the water. Yeah. I've seen some of those. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> those are, cr those look super dangerous, that log stuff. I've done like a plastic one, like one that you might have at like a water park, but, um, I've watched like a real, like an actual floating piece of wood where they're doing it. And those guys go insane. They will be sprinting like full speed on it and change direction on a dime. Totally. Well, don't they do like, they do like log surfing in a river. Like you get on the log and you like surf it down the river. Yeah. I could see that too. Yeah. Yeah, these these old timey events, it's, it's cool, you know. And that's that, that. I mean, the National Western Stock Show has been a gigantic, a, a big deal for Denver since Denver's been a thing. You know, it's the same thing with the March powwow. Just our geographic location is such that you get all of the planes that have come in traditionally. You get people that want to brave it over the Rockies. You're like, look, we need to get some some new bulls, and the place to get those bulls is in Denver for the stock show in January, you know? So it's like the conveniently located enough that there was kind of a hub in Denver that you had once, you know, at least once the, the railroads were kind of laid that like, this is a place where kind of everybody can get to, 
you know, just central as far as ranchers go. And so it's, it's been going for so long. It's really cool. I mean, again, like it, it, it like you talk about city slicker, you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I mean, if I need toothpaste, I order it on Amazon, you know, but the, the carbon footprint of my organic whitening toothpaste. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, so talking to some of these ranchers, I did feel kind of, you know, country mouse, city mouse, but also earnest, like, dude, so you guys come here and like sell these, I mean, obviously, right? Because you can't buy like a steer on Amazon and have them de deliver it. At least I don't think you can, but you have to like see it. And you have to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, that one looks good instead of that one. And that one's extra fluffy. So I'm going to get that one. But if you were to buy that, could you like, you can't have a cow in Sloan's like, can you? I don't know. I, I, I assume so you cannot. Is but. she doing a, like a background check on you before selling <laughs> you this, this yeah. cow? Like adopting a dog, do you know how much they like paperwork you have to go through? They like oh, come yeah. see your house. They like call your friends. You know, I got to imagine I, there's some sort of like background check associated with like buying a cow. No. I, let me tell you the look in this woman's eyes. She was like, are you interested in buying this? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she she definitely was like willing to do some business right there. But wow. you know, I figure like the the whole artisanal movement. You know, people have chickens in the city, and mm -hmm. I don't think that necessarily is legal. People have bees. I don't think that's necessarily legal. If people gather the rainwater from their their drain and save that. I don't think that's legal either. So I don't know what how busy the police officers in Denver are. <laughs> but I did kind of imagine for a second like you go to the backyard and you're just like. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> a giant cow. I literally get charged for my rainwater runoff. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, this begs the question, sense. what I would know. you name that cow? If you had, like, really sent it and, and took the cow home. Is it a boy or a girl? I, you were much closer to this situation. I think I would go girl. Okay. So then you could have, you know, you could you could impregnate the cow if you needed to have another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. when the and supply milk. runs out. And low. you could get milk. So again, you're like, okay, this is my artisanal milk. Yeah. Um, what would be a good name for a cow? I have no idea. It would probably be spontaneous and probably, and probably be stupid <laughs> if it would be good. But just imagine how awesome it would be to walk out your back door and just be like, oh, hey. <laughs> it's a giant that, cow. Yeah, I don't know. That would be cool. <laughs> so silly. I wonder what, what the uh, cow cost of living is. <laughs> I don't know. How much, is it, how much per month does it cost you to keep a cow going? I know. How quick would your grass be completely gone? Pretty quick. It would just be manure back yeah. there. No, oh, yeah. Definitely. So like I mean, you got to buy like feed and stuff. Yeah. And water. It seems fun. I mean, the you start with a cow and then now you have a miniature zebu and then suddenly you have two alpacas and a camel and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, if you're just an amateur, you know, it, what would you be like an agriculturalist? Really, you're just like, these are pets, man, you know. Yeah. I did look up uh, cows live to be like 20 years old. So, Whoa. you know, but when are point. they typically slaughtered? I think when they're like two. Oh. Mm. So they get big really quick. You know, we were looking at the ages. It's like the, the cows that were born in March were like 2,000 pounds. Oh they're God. giant. I mean, that's wow. serious mass.
And what does it take for, if you're like a really big cow, is that how you get to live longer? Because you they want they want those genes in the future cows. I think so. Like I don't a, know. I don't know how to judge like a, a cow. S- cow stud. Yeah. You know, like ho- race horses or they get pampered after they win like the triple crown or whatever. Totally. If you're like 3,000 pound cow, are you getting a, are you getting a free ticket? Out, yeah. <laughs> a golden ticket out of the slaughterhouse. The pedigree, you got some famous parents, you know, you're probably more valuable. Mm. The, uh, the bulls, you could definitely see, like, I mean, they're like big and super jacked, you know. When's the bull riding happening? That's the event I want to check out. Tonight at 7 p.m. I think what? every single night. <gasps> yeah, yeah, PBR bull riding. Live. I bet there's a like, PBR, video. like the professional bull riding. Association oh, <laughs> my second favorite PBR. PBR. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's you got to be able to watch it. Yeah. The, the finals are tomorrow. So today must be like the semis. But yeah, that's a That's a big deal. Another rumor has it that there's actually like secret tunnels underneath the National Western Stock Show complex that still exist from from uh, the the dusty old West. So we always associate DIA with all those weird Illuminati tunnels. It, that might have started at the uh, National Western Stock Show. I'm sure they connect to our old office tunnels and the totally the man downtown tunnels. There are Denver tunnels. Yeah, we confirmed that with our own eyes. There are definitely tunnels. That were built turn of the century, you know, that are there. How big was that, that, uh, passage 12 feet? I mean, it's it not was small. so big. Yeah. Well, they had to small. like carry stuff through it. Like they had to yeah. make sure it was it's for smuggling suitable. stuff and also for, um, transferring like military or militia supplies, weapons, gunpowder and things like that. Yeah. So you had to have like, be able to get your cow back to your place from the stock show. So it has to be <laughs> at least that big. That's where it all started. It was the cows, not the cannons. Some cities have like <laughs> some cities have like tunnel civilizations going on. Like people are down there living. But as far as I know, these Denver ones are like abandoned and eerie and old. Yeah, I know. What was you the name a- of the pa- the passage? It's, oh God, I don't know. Is there? I don't think there's a name. It's just like a <clears throat> tunnel system that's under Denver. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a system. It's not just one. Okay, got it. No, no, there's a, it's a system. It connects like the Capitol and Union Station and Brown Palace. Uh, yeah, lots mm-hmm. of things. And wow, the armory crazy. where we used to office down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. They for sure have them under like the Capitol. Um, and that's how you can get to tons of different buildings over there. That's pretty common, though. Yeah, totally. Another fun fact, the Phantom Steer of 1947, legend tells of a prize-winning steer in 1947 who mysteriously vanished from his stall overnight. Despite frantic search, the Phantom Steer was never found, fueling speculation of sabotage and ghosts and alien abduction. They weren't worried about alien abduction in 1947. Jim Bob stole that, put it in the tunnels, and went to Union Station and got out of there. What are we talking about? (laughs) Aliens. Alien abduction. All right, that's enough cow talk. Let's okay, we got to go on. <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks, Tom. Sorry, I was getting excited. I love the stock show. It's great. Lots of fun memories with me and my kids being there. Oh man, it's great. Our Rock Mount gear, 
Cowboy mm. boots. Let's go. I also got the Nuggets Pelicans, which is on Saturday. We're a half game back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Um, uh, Pink Hawks are playing uh, at the Oriental Theater on Saturday uh, at 8 p.m. They are a fantastic band. They do like a, like a Afro beat. They always bring like a gigantic orchestra, almost like 12, 13 piece band. So Pink Hawks, check them out. That's it. Oh, no, no, no. One more thing on Sunday. The Good Fats Meter Project. Basically, it's a bunch of like killer um, uh, Denver musicians that do the music of the meters. Um, super New Orleans funk mm. stuff, um, which is Sunday, 6.30 and 8.45. Two shows at Nocturne. That's all I've got. Um, let's do let's do highlights and shoot it over to Troy. How was, uh, how was your week last week? It was a good week. Um, it was a really productive weekend, uh, which was awesome. Felt felt really good. I actually um, went and did some more volunteer work at PATH, which we've discussed on the show um, in a previous episode. Uh, we wrapped up our Q4 service and action projects, um, which was focused on food security. So I got out there, um, got to uh, put in some volunteer time at the PATH um, shelter and serve up some meals and do some uh, kitchen service so that was that was awesome that was super cool also uh just did a whole bunch of personal chores this weekend that i've been on my to-do list for a long time i cleaned out my entire wardrobe i don't know the last time any of you have done that but it's actually pretty fulfilling i got rid of like 60 to 70 percent of all my clothes that i just didn't need anymore that were just stuffed in drawers Mm -hmm. and my closet is i've Maybe never seen it this organized. It's just neat, uh, folded clothes, organized things I actually wear every day. Nice. Um, yeah, huge upgrade, huge life uh, improvement this weekend. So, okay, how do you organize clothes then? Are we talking colors? Are we talking styles? Are we? How are you organizing? Uh, just article, like shirts in one area, like nice shirts that I wear, like, you know, T-shirts, collared shirts all kind of folded in one cubby of the closet and then another area with like nice shorts and then an area with nice pants and then I have like a separate dresser that's all kind of like lounge like athletic type pajama house stuff and before it was just a complete random mess of clothes and now it's just so organized we'll see how long this lasts I definitely got to keep up with it because uh you know these things tend not to last but that's going to be my goal moving forward is keep that closet organized i got rid of like 50 pounds of socks too (laughs) (laughs) not legitimately 50 pounds but it felt like 50 pounds my socks just get rid of them themselves i've never like actually get rid of socks on purpose i just always need to be buying more socks because they're gone somehow they just disappear yeah that's uh, yeah that's me the I'll have like a single sock just disappear. I don't like for the life of me, can't find it. It's just gone forever. It'll be like a new pair of socks and one of them just somehow it's always gone. I don't, yeah, I can't explain it. And it's always the ones you want to keep wearing Mm -hmm. too. It's never like your raggedy old sock that has a hole in the toe. It's like the nice kind of cool sock that you really like. Yeah. It's always your favorite pair. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I'm going to the gym today. I want to wear like short socks or whatever. And then I can only find like seven pairs of long socks that don't match each other. (laughs) (laughs) You buy a three pack of socks, you're definitely losing two pairs immediately. And then that other 
pair will stick around for your entire life for some reason. Yeah, you have to pay a tax when you open exactly. a new package. Too, just <laughs> sock <in>. tax. Yeah, <laughs> I've stopped like caring if my socks match. I only have ankle socks, and so it doesn't matter if they match. I could be wearing a black and a white one, and nobody's going to see it over my shoe. So I just live on the edge. <laughs> You're a wild woman. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm crazy. Nice. <laughs> uh, dang. Nice. What are you, what Tom? What you, you have going on last oh, week? Yes, we're doing highlights, right? Um, mine would have to probably be I went to go see the new Hunger Games movie. That was like the only thing I actually did last week outside of the house because for we talked about this on the New Year's resolution episode, but not eating out this month and I'm not drinking. Right, it's a sober January, so have been kind of laying low. But uh, we went out, we determined that popcorn at the movie theaters does not count as eating out. <laughs> it's just because it's just a snack. It's not like a meal. I agree with that. So we it did that. It costs about the same as a meal. What, what was that, Troy? It costs about the same as a meal. I know. <laughs> it does, especially for like the large unlimited. But uh, now that was what we did. Um, the Hunger Games movie was good. Nice. I actually haven't seen the... Um, two Mockingjay movies, but this is a prequel to all of the Hunger Games. So it was, it was with, to my standards, I was okay with seeing it. Cause I usually wouldn't like see anything out of order, but since it was a prequel, I had to check it out. Um, but yeah, that's all, that's pretty much all I did last week. So that's gotta be the highlight. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? So uh, I went to the stock show. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but also fun fact about <laughs> yes. the stock show there uh, in uh, dustier times, they had a dark stock show. So you have the, the jabronis like me going up, trying to get a $1,500, you know, cow, but then you have million dollar deals being negotiated on the periphery, right? Because this is when all the ranchers are getting together, settling some scores. Perhaps you have some kind of industrious performance enhancing medication, for for your livestock, that's where all that stuff went down too. So, that's what I would like to hear more of. If people can share those kind of stories, what are the what are the what's happening in the corners? People are playing dice yeah. at the National Western Stock Show in 1913. What are they doing? Yeah. What kind of deals are going down? You know what I mean? Plot in the middle of Johnny's cornfield accidentally grew some marijuana this year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, those yeah. deals, those types of deals, maybe some moonshine deals, some. Uh, Tobacco. Yeah, some tobacco. The wacky tobacco. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think marijuana back there was just so common. It wasn't even like, they don't think it even had a name. It was just like Mexican tobacco is what they called it. You just have that and smoke it. It's like no big deal. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. until like Nixon was like, this is a drug. They're like, oh, what, that? <laughs> Did, didn't they have like good marijuana crops at the White House? Yeah. Under well, hemp. President. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. But, it did. Hemp was government subsidy in World War One. Like you could make a lot of money selling hemp. I mean, obviously, I think you still probably can. I think Thomas Jefferson was a big hemp guy. Yeah, it comes through in his writing, mm. Declaration of Independence. I don't know what's going on down there. Yeah, <laughs> freaking hippies. <laughs> yeah. No, no. At National Western Stock Show, folks. There's so many people here that have never experienced it. You got to go down and check it out. It's absolutely amazing. It's so fun. You can get a funnel cake. You could get a barbecue. You can get, what's that, like a 
astronaut ice cream. You can get that. Dippin' Dots. They got everything. It's awesome. And it's a great place to get a beaded bag. We all need nice. one of those. Anyway. <laughs> Riley. That's, that's the highlights. Yeah, Riley, uh, we should probably, we got a couple of minutes here. We need to get into this golf and pool. Yeah, Riley, start off with your highlight and then transition us right into some golf and pool thoughts. Perfect. Um, well, my highlight of the week was... Dude, this dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, was running, he was running amok, and so now he's sitting on my lap, and he looks entirely too comfortable at the moment. Um, highlight of the week, I finished um, painting my whole kitchen. I've been doing this house renovation and just, like, keep ticking things off. Um, and then pool versus golf. There's no comparison. Golf is a summer sport. Pool is a winter sport. And so you just hone your craft during different times of the year. Um, Tom and I are big fans of, of there's a couple good par threes in Denver. We've played together before. Tom is good at all sports that have ever been invented, ever. <laughs> it's not true. It's so true. It does seem like it's true. Yeah. Troy's one of those two. We just don't know because we don't spend enough time with Troy. Yeah, he's <laughs> a sleeper over there. Um, but yeah, Harvard Gulch, best par three in Denver. And uh, Gerard's, that is like a sleeper pool spot in Rhino. 100%. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with those picks. Is Harvard Gulch still where they train the Denver Police Canine units? I have never seen that happen, okay. but it, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I just, uh, maybe I need to, to golf more. I need to check that out. I grew up over there, and so I'd go to Harvard Gulch all the time before it was even a golf course even. And they would have the guy in like the Michelin man suit wandering around and sick the dog on him, the police German shepherd. It's amazing. Dang, that's Wow, yeah, I haven't seen that. There is a police station right next door. Yeah. So, you know, don't try and jump the fence after dark or anything like that. Um, During the summer, Harvard does do a golf after dark season. So that seems to be a theme. For this whole episode, they use glow-in-the-dark golf balls, and you try and get it into the pitch-black hole. Um, (laughs) Do you think regular golf takes a long time? When you can't see anything, it's so hard. Mm. 17 mulligans. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take. Um, Golf versus pool. I, this is... I think that uh, this was the feature because Riley was here specifically because um, Olivia helped us out and knew that we love golf and pool. But, um, yeah, you can't really compare. I mean, pool is great for everyone, you know, out having some drinks at the bar or something. Anyone can play pool. Anyone can play golf, but there's a really steep uh, learning curve. You got to spend some time at, like, a top golf or a driving range or something before you head out on the course or else you're just not going to have a good time. So I think in terms of like a social thing, um, pool probably takes the cake, but if your friends who you're being social with all know how to play golf, then golf is also a great social thing too. Um, but around here, uh, golf is like insanely nice. Um, get some mountain views, you get some perfect green uh, courses. One of the courses that I like a lot is Fossil Trace. Mm. That's up in um, Golden. And the views there are just amazing. Um, 
And yeah, if you have some friends coming in town, there's no better way for them to see like some Colorado views if they like playing golf and take them to a really nice like mountain golf course. It's super fun. And then, yeah, when you're just hanging with the homies out out on the town or something, the game of pools the way to go too. So, yeah, I don't know. I, you can't really choose two different things. Apples and oranges. Yeah. You know. Both very fun. <laughs> Both involve hitting balls into holes. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Troy, what about you? Are you a, a golf or pool guy? See, um, see, for me, I feel like golf is more fun, personally. Um, it's just obviously there's a much bigger dynamic to the game of, I think, I think, and strategy and just different ways you can approach it. It's much harder to do than pool, though. It's not as accessible or as affordable. I mean, to play pool, you can go to any pub or you know, local dive bar and put in a couple quarters in the machine and play some pool, have a beer. You can also have beer while golfing, but I think it's much more expensive. Um, and to be good at golf, you have to do it so often, which is also very expensive. Uh, I, th- I think, I, I think I'm going to have to go. I think I'd have to go golf though, because if you do have the time and the funds to golf often, and put in the time to be good at it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a much more fun sport, yeah. for sure. Personally, Troy, you got to start sneaking your beer in. That's the play. Never pay for golf course beer. Yeah, yeah, I know. I actually have never done that. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like the that's what all those pockets like the, are for in your golf bag. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, the beer is the, the cheapest part, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. of golfing. Actual round is going to cost you. Yeah. And the the clubs, the balls. Yeah. The attire. Nice. Uh, As far as golf, I'm against it. I I do. I've had fun playing golf, but I grew up as a caddy at Denver Country Club. And I had no business being a caddy. I didn't know anything about golf. But the system was you had an ABC of caddies. And the white shirt was the A caddy. And the, the blue shirt was the B and the red shirt was the C. You start off with the C and then there's a, a, a evolution as you learn the game. But you got paid most as an A caddy. So I just stole the A, a caddy shirt and then was an A caddy. And so I would caddy for these guys at Denver Country Club. And they were so, they were assholes. I hated them. They would throw the clubs at you and swear. And like that course is gorgeous, but it is really long. They'd have those leather pro bags. It was horrible. I would do four hours of caddying and get like 15 bucks and spend it all at Subway on the way home and have no money. Just <laughs> They were probably mad because you told them to hit a seven iron when they should have hit a <laughs> yeah. Totally. Just a little brushy brush in the, in the sand trap that they spend it? their whole time in. Yeah. And there's nothing like spending 18 holes of golf with a guy who sucks, who gets pissed at every shot. It's like, dude, why are you so upset? Like, clearly you're a terrible golfer. Like, what you, yeah. why are you angry? I don't understand. I'm so surprised you weren't tipped better, Ryan. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then you'd be with other caddies. So, like, if they had, like, a cool golfer and they got a $20 tip at the end, you know, a dollar a hole at that time was at least, like, okay, you know, a buck, mm-hmm. you know. But some people would stiff you, you know. And so some people yeah. get a $100 tip. 
I, I was at the halfway house once and like the other caddies got like lunch and I didn't even get anything. Mm-hmm. So you have to like stay behind the halfway house because you can't have the servants looking at the golfers enjoying their turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, so not that I'm bitter or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golf is whatever. Fossil Trace is absolutely gorgeous though. That place yeah. is amazing. It's, cool. it's fun. I, my, my pick for, for uh, golf in Denver is Top Golf. That's where I want to go to have fun. Yeah, we should do that one time. It's, yeah, no it's doubt. Fun. Yeah. It, it is some fun. balls. Um, as for pool, uh, Gerard's is great. Mm-hmm. Gerard's is right next door to Simona, mm-hmm. too, which is kind of convenient. But they always have amazing bands upstairs. Yeah, because, sometimes they'll throw a band in that little corner. Yeah, they, they've got a really cool bar and, and good bands. And, like, pool something that, like, I want to play once, one or two games. But really, like it is kind of like a drinking thing. And I would just prefer mm-hmm. to just, like, drink and talk as opposed to like play pool, you know? So it's a cool place that like, if you're with friends, they could play, you could go upstairs to the bar and just chill and listen to the band. I love that spot. I also want to give a shout out to, to the old school Denver of ye old, um, which was a sport bowl back in Inglewood. That place was awesome. That place mm. definitely served teenagers, Coors light beers. They had like three, two beer back in the day. And like, <laughs> if you were a teenager, you could, you could get a beer. And play pool and smoke cigarettes in like a dusty, crazy, you know, pool hall. That place is awesome. It's called, what's it called now? Moe's? Moe's Barbecue. Yeah, they do. That's over by my house. And there's there's a rivalry over there because there's felt, which is like a pool hall. And then there's Moe's Barbecue down the street. Ah. And Moe's has way better food, live music, and pay per game tables. So that's like it's the sleeper spot for sure, and they have bowling. So if you like to, isn't that where we went? Yeah, that it sure is. Yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, yeah. The bowling there is fun. Most it's like rocks. an older bowling alley. Yeah, totally. It's it's it super old. Nice. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was it, it. You know they've they've really made it a nice place, but it was a real dive. You know we're talking about the mid nineties. You go in there, it was already old, but you know it was a place if you wanted to skip school and go you know, play pool and, and go bowling. It's like the, it was like teenage heaven. It really mm-hmm. was. And I appreciate the the liability those guys incurred in having <laughs> teenagers do wild stuff, but you know, rest in peace, sport bowl, long live Moe's barbecue. Good spots. Moe's is great too. For any of your vegan or veggie friends, they have a tofu barbecue burger. So you can really, it's, it's got something for everyone. They've got the cauliflower too, the cashew cauliflower. That's really good. Yeah. All right. I got to try that next time. (laughs) They have really good catfish too. You never see catfish in Denver. It's not a, yeah. And they do check it for parasites before (laughs) they put it on the floor. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, If you deep fry anything, you're, you don't have to worry about parasites. Yeah. <laughs> deep fried catfish. No parasites get in that hot oil <laughs> yeah. and surviving. Fried parasites probably be delicious. Mm. Just give me a <laughs> bowl of those. Ikes. <laughs> oh, 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 like calamari. It'd be like spaghetti. Ah, uh, nice. Uh Riley, thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, it was my pleasure. Yes. This was fun. Uh, um I don't suppose we need to. They're not in competition. Pool and golf, both are fun. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Both. Summer and winter sports, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's pool season. 
It's pool season, ladies and gentlemen. It's pool season. <laughs> go to the stock show, everybody. It's so fun. If it's Tuesday, it's free today. Go check it out, man. It's awesome. Buy a cow. Bring it home. Walk yeah. it around Harvard Gulch. See Why how not? how long you get away with it. Yeah. I would love that. Post I did a picture and tag us in it <laughs> yeah. so we can see your cow. I saw a guy uh, riding a horse down Sheridan, um, down south, uh, like Sheridan and Evans once. I was like, wow, that's pretty dope. And you could tell he was like using it to go somewhere. It was like he was he was on a, he was on horseback. Um, so I would love to see a cow walking around the lake. Be great. Plus, if you get a cow, you can get the big like leather strap and put the big brass bell. You know, that's awesome. Um, thanks to Riley Coy for joining us. Troy, Tom, thanks again. Always thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, shout out to Samana Float Center, uh, samanafloat.com. Uh, you can go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver to follow and subscribe to the show. We really appreciate it if you do. Otherwise, have a wonderful week, everybody. Take care.